Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show brought to you by FIVO. I am your host, Tracy Sandler. And you guys, I know that this podcast has been very Jimmy Garoppolo heavy. Maybe that's the only time we say his name this whole podcast. That would be a very big departure from the last several months. Uh, It's been very Trey Lance heavy, very 49ers, very NFL. But something very big is happening next week. And that is opening day of Major League Baseball. And that was... That's very exciting because we thought that day may never come. So to join me today to talk about it is baseball analyst extraordinaire, <laughs> Jessica Kleinschmidt. Jessica, we're going to have baseball. My Yay! God. You know, it's so weird because I was I was looking forward to opening day forever. And then it finally we got the announcement. And then I feel like it's just been chaos ever since. You're right. I thought we weren't going to start until like May or June. I literally mm-hmm. was prepared for May or June, but yeah. And obviously we can always talk about Jimmy G. I'm always okay with dropping a Jimmy G anything in here. So. All right. Well, we will, we will keep that in mind. It has been a very uh, Jimmy G heavy podcast. Jess, I don't know if you know this, but he's the quarterback of the 49ers and they want to trade him. It's like a whole thing. I know. I don't know if you've heard. It's like so crazy. Also news to me. News to me. Great subway commercial. He's an actor. He's a really good subway commercial. He's been doing really good about with the acting and stuff. I know he's kind of a shy and like down to earth guy. And I'm, I'm glad that he's kind of embracing more of the stuff and I'm like low key, very proud of him. I did cover him a lot when I was with NBC. So it's kind of cool Mm -hmm. to see. I'm still, you know, keeping up on the, the Jimmy G current events. So that's good. Well, then make sure you listen to this podcast because we talk about it a lot. So hopefully <laughs> you, you, you will not be able to miss any of the news. Uh, but Jimmy G aside, because he doesn't play baseball. Yes. Yeah, though maybe he could. Who knows? Uh, Jimmy G aside, but we could certainly come back to him. Let's talk baseball. So excited. So it starts. It was supposed to start. We're recording this on Thursday. So it was okay. supposed to start today. Uh, but listen, a week, as we said, a, a week late, not so bad, because I agree with you. I thought May, June, I was like, oh, my gosh, is Dodger Stadium again not going to get the All-Star game? <laughs> we had, like, so many thoughts. So, because um, you guys probably know this, listening to this podcast, and I think many of you don't like it, but I am a bit of a Dodgers fan. So um, I would have been sad to not have all, the All-Star game there again one more year. But baseball starting, lots to unpack, lots to discuss. Many an off-season move. It was funny. Like once the lockout ended, I think we all expected, like, oh my gosh, there's going to be a free agency frenzy. Yeah. Like I had alerts on my phone, and I'm like, huh, I'm underwhelmed. And then, like a few days later, things were going crazy. So let's start talking about the Oakland A's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a team that you covered a lot when you were at NBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, the green and yellow are near and dear to your heart. So yeah. let's talk a little Oakland A's. They had to make a number of moves. A lot of players have gone on to other pastures. Mm-hmm. Tell us, kind of tell us the mindset of an A's fan right now. We're finally here. The top teams in college basketball have been determined and the final four is set. Looking to wager on these games or the national championship? Head over to betonline.ag on your desktop or your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all updated odds and info, along with player props and new contests throughout the year. It's the best sport for all your sporting wagering needs, including live betting and everyone's favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so join today. Learn why everyone is saying BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on sports. BetOnline, 
where the game starts. You know, believe it or not, I think the good the good news, I want to say good news, the good vibes is they were anticipating a lot of these moves. Um, mm-hmm. Me personally, having grown close to a lot of the guys, I was kind of sad because I did develop like really good relationships with them. And you know, as a reporter, you have to figure out, you find the good guys with the chemistry. They're great on TV. They're great on, you know, interviews with you. But I also know that fans not only were anticipating it, they were kind of excited to see what the return could be for some of these guys. Now, I made the joke years ago that Matt Olson, his return would be like a firstborn, all these other things. And we're always concentrating on, you know, getting rid of Matt Olson. We have to remind ourselves what the guys, what the A's actually got in return. Now, just the Christian Pache uh, guy alone stands out because now the A's are going to start the season off without Ramon Laureano in center field because he's still serving a steroid suspension. So looking at P- uh, Pache to do that. And when I looked at my phone, cause I was actually driving as I heard about the, this, this trade go down, not one person, everybody said, you, you got a really good haul for, for Matt Olson. And it wasn't in any sort of opposite opposition when it comes to that. Um, and then I think I was more excited that knowing that Matt Olson's going to be recognized and not only that, because he got traded and extended, it's his hometown, you know, and he's always been a guy who's been very quiet. So I'm glad that he's going to not go to like a New York type of vibe, because as long as I know, obviously the world series, their world series defending champions, he's going to have a lot of attention on him, but it won't be the New York type of attention that mm-hmm. I don't think he would really like. He always, despite being a superstar, he liked being under the radar. And I feel like the Braves not only is good for that mentality, but it's his hometown and everything like mm-hmm. that. Matt Chapman, that one I knew was going, we all knew that one was going to happen. Um, I'm glad he's with the Blue Jays. They did give him a two-year extension as well. Um, same thing. I grew really close to Matt Chapman. Um, and part of my job as an, as an A's beat reporter was to make sure that the world knows about these players. And no matter how hard I tried, I felt like that didn't really happen. So I'm glad he's going to be recognized. Same with Olsen, Chris Bassett trade. That one hurt me the most. Um, talk about one of the best guys, not only on the field, but off the field as well. Um, and they're still not done. So I think, you know, Sean Mania and Frankie Montes are definitely on the trading block. Um, but if you, if you look at it from the not so negative spot A's were A's fans were anticipating it and you see what it's kind of a nod to both sides what these guys are worth um and I think the players were certainly anticipating it as well we like even Mark Canna and Marcus Simeon those two guys knew they weren't going to return to the A's but it's just kind of this revolving door that occurs pretty much every three to four years but I think it's kind of it's sunk in now you know and Mm -hmm. and all of that so Obviously, there's other stuff that Ace fans are a little upset about, but it's more or less like we know probably going into it, they're not going to win the AL West um, unless, you know, we make the joke, they're going to shock the world come November um, or October. But I think they're all kind of it's it's sunk in pretty, pretty quickly. And um, obviously, there's always going to be those surprises um, heading toward postseason play, but it just kind of is what it is. It's kind of a random question, but. When you just said that, like they know they're not going to win the AL West. A lot of games in baseball, they play 162 games. How difficult do you think it is for a player to go into a season and say, I have, I have 162 games in front of me, I have several months, and I just know we're not going very far. And I know in other sports it happens too. It's just, it's the sheer amount of games that yes. I, you know? You know, it, and that's an interesting question because I just think of like the preseason interviews that we, when we talk to the players, 
I don't think I've heard one A's player say, you know, we want to win the World Series. We're trying to get a championship. Mm-hmm. They say that we want to win games. It's a great opportunity for us. I like the mixture of a couple of veteran guys like, you know, the Stephen Vogt and Jed Lowry duo. Um, and then you have the young guys like Kevin Smith coming over from the, the Chapman trade and everything like that. I don't think there's one player who thinks 100% I, I know we're going to suck. They're all competitive athletes, right? Mm-hmm. They want to win all as many games as possible. But you also have those teams that ha- bring the Eric Thames over who, you know, has a great, great, great resume played in, in many, you know, not only divisions, but different countries. And we get to see some of these guys retire with the teams. You think of like, you know, the Nomar Garcia Paras of the world who anticipate it. You have a beautiful story like Albert Pujols. I mean, I mean, I think they're going to win some games, mm-hmm. but the storyline with that is he gets to return home and mm-hmm. Stephen Vogt's doing that this year. And, you know, I'm not taking that away from any of the other sports, but there's so much romance in baseball and, you know, the thing with so many games is there's aren't going to be any teams that are going to go. Oh, and one you have those yep. crazy series that you drop a series to like the pirates. You're going to drop a series to the A's, you know, you mm-hmm. have a couple of, you know, those teams like the reds will always win like six or seven games toward the end of the stretch just to piss other teams off. So oh, that's always in, 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 you know, something to pay attention to. So I would say maybe the veteran guys are kind of a little bit more laxed about it. They're just excited. They still get a shot. A lot of them get to retire with like in their hometowns. Like that's what Mark Melanson's doing. He's going back to, you know, Arizona to play with that team because mm-hmm. he's from that area and, and everything like that. So there are some guys that are certainly a little bit more laid back about it. Stephen Vogt, he's just trying to like get some managerial, you know, expertise behind him. And I'm, I'm looking forward to working with him because he eventually wants to get into the media. So I want to see if I, he needs any pointers from me and stuff like that. So there's a lot of cool storylines that are always going to be involved, even if you take some of that competitive edge out. So you brought up uh, the World Series champion Atlanta Braves a little bit earlier. Um, so I want to talk about that. I have a fun fact for you that you may not know. Okay. I'm going to call it a fun fact. You may not okay. think it's that fun. The listeners may not think that's fun. it's that fun, but I'm going to do it anyway. So I grew up on the Dodgers. Love the Dodgers. My grandparents actually bought Dodgers tickets when Dodgers Stadium opened in 1962. And uh-huh. we still have those seats, which is like nice. pretty amazing. My brother yeah. is like the chairman um, of the Dodgers Foundation board. So like there's a lot of... A lot of dodgerness in my life. Yes. But I also, at times in my life, liked the Atlanta Braves because I really liked Chipper Jones when I was TBS. little. TBS, mm-hmm. for sure. TBS. Yeah. A lot. Used to, when I was little, I, this really just sums me right up. I'd watch Braves games, do my nails. Like, that was, like, me in a nutshell. Yeah. Loved Tom Glavin, all the things. So, um, so, a few years ago, I just I made a firm choice that it was I was going Dodger Blue. But it's always fun for me and anybody who like knows me really well whenever they play each other, including in the NLCS. Um, but it, it's just kind of funny. So there's a little fun fact trivia, but that was not really where the segment was going. Um, so what I was going to say about the Braves is you brought them up and I want to bring up two players in particular. We'll start with not the one that you think I'm going to bring up first, but we'll start with Jock Peterson, mm-hmm. um, who basically has like been near and dear to my heart kind of everywhere. Cause obviously yeah. he was a Dodger loved him there. He went to the Cubs. I don't really have strong feelings about the Cubs, but good for him. Then he went to the Braves. And now we'll talk about that other team in the Bay Area, the one that I'm supposed to hate, which I don't uh-huh. think I, I don't hate them as much as I'm supposed to. I just right. don't care for them. I want to hate them. But now he's going home. When you talk about players going home, yeah. he is from the Bay Area, going to play for the Giants. And I kind of love that journey for him. I do too. And, you know, he's a very unique, in a very unique situation because he's not quite 
veteran. I mean, he's a veteran, but not older veteran status mm-hmm. where, you know, all of that. Plus, the Giants are a really good organization. You mentioned the going home thing. And it's actually a full circle moment for me because my boyfriend was coached him in the Bay Area. And um, so that's kind of like a cool moment for me. He definitely mm-hmm. keeps up with, with Jock Peterson. Um, he's also, my boyfriend's also a Dodger fan. So he's a little pissed off that Jock's on the Giants fan. Yeah, you're definitely team team Matthew, Tracy. So yeah, all, um, in. All, all in on Matthew. All, all, all in. in on Matthew. And I think Jock is actually going to be good, not just from like a defensive and offensive perspective. Um, the Giants haven't had that many hometown guys on their squad mm-hmm. for a while. I mean, obviously they have Brandon Crawford and everything like that. And then, you know, if you want to say Jake McGee, cause he's from Reno, sure. But I like the idea of that. He brings some pizzazz to it too. I like the guys, mm-hmm. you know, he was wearing, um, drinking wine, wearing the pearls in the post image. The best. I loved that. I absolutely loved that. And the Giants don't get me wrong. Obviously, I've covered both the Giants and the Ace, and it's two totally different clubhouses, right? The Ace mm-hmm. is always like just like noisy and fun, and the Giants is very relaxed and calm. And I like Jock coming coming in there with like his bleached hair and just like rawness and just fun. And you know, he's great on Twitter, and I feel like people aren't paying attention to that a little bit, a, a lot more. And like I said, they're a really solid squad. And Gabe Kapler, give him props. He's done some amazing stuff with that organization. Um, and from an area that's very, you know, it's liberal, which is great. And I feel like people are bringing more awareness to that. Like I said, Kapler's done a beautiful job with, you know, Black Lives Matter and, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the LGBTQ plus um, communities and everything like that. And obviously Alyssa Nacken and just really cool stuff going on there. But yeah, I mean, I feel like it was the perfect storyline returning home but I also think he's going to do some damage just at the plate and you know somebody more of a veteran status now that Buster Posey's gone and you know you have the Brandons who continue to be the veteran status because Crawford of course just signed that extension um great coaching staff like it's just they're a really good team and I love that I love that addition in the NL West it's always a tough division so that's going to be fun to watch too it's going to be hard for me to root against Jock because um I love Jock. I really do. I mean, even in the NLCS, I I had a little, it was difficult uh, to root against him. And I mean, God, each team he's been on the last two years has won the World Series. Not that I would want that for the San Francisco Giants. For sure. um, Or for anyone that's not called the Los Angeles Dodgers. But nonetheless, I mean, he brings a little, uh, all kinds of je ne sais quoi with him. So I think, I think that's going to be super fun. Uh, So let's talk about that other player that used to be on the Braves. Um, you may have heard of him first baseman by the name of one Freddie Freeman Mm -hmm. speaking again of coming home. I mean, this is like our, this is, I, there's a theme to this podcast and it's very rare these days because everybody's so obsessed with the monetary values of their contract. So it's Mm -hmm. it's cool. I mean, there's, there's, it's not as much loyalty to like the team that brought up, but yeah, he's, he's definitely coming home, which is cool. He is definitely coming home. How the Braves did not lock him up. I'll never understand as long as I live there are, Few things in life I'll never understand. There's that, and there was Dave Roberts taking Rich Hill out in, I believe, Game Five yeah. of the World Series against the Houston Astros. So, granted, I didn't realize the Astros were cheating at the time. So there's yeah, that. But did. so yes. there's that, um, and it's, I'm clearly still not over it. But um, these are like a couple of th- things in the sports world that I'll never understand. But they didn't. So Freddie Freeman comes to the Dodgers. I'm a little concerned about the Dodgers pitching, but I think if you can score 37 runs a game, it doesn't really matter. And um, that, I mean, I'm not entirely concerned because obviously, so, but, you know, they 
weren't able to resign Scherzer. Right. Um, they lost Joe Kelly, which really broke my heart because I love him. Yeah. Um, but let's talk a little Freddie Freeman. That was obviously a huge signing. He comes back to California. Um, and ooh, that Dodger lineup is going to be tough. The Dodger lineup, I'm just, it's one of those moments. And you mentioned Max Scherzer. Every time he pitches, I tell myself, I'm so glad I only write about baseball and don't have to play it to have to mm-hmm. face Max Scherzer. On the receiving end, I'm glad I don't have to pitch to a Dodgers lineup. Now, I am a huge, huge, huge Trey Turner fan. Insane <gasps> Trey Turner fan. Oh, I and love that, I, so I love what they did. Um, and, you know, I was actually pretty well um, around the Max Scherzer going to San Diego toward the trade deadline last year. Mm-hmm. That was at the very, very last minute where, because I have really good sources in that area that it didn't work out. And so I, people were stoked about Scherzer. I was like, don't sleep on Trey Turner, dude. Like this guy's insane. And if you look at what they brought him on to avoid arbitration, like 21 million, like that shows what he's worth. Mm-hmm. And just like, I, I miss that type of ball player. I feel like we don't have like the younger guys who are scrappy, like, but also pros, like the guy just hits the ball and he hits it where nobody is. And that's like a rare form of baseball that we haven't seen in a very long time, since the Braves TBS days, basically. Yeah. You know, true. so I, I appreciate that. But like you said, Freddie Freeman, it just felt like a really smooth transition. Even if you take out the LA vibes, like his hometown out of it. I even tweeted the other day. I was like, why is I, why am I just like mentally used to Freddie Freeman in Dodger blue? It just seems it weird. works. It works. And I don't know if he did where there was the blue in Atlanta. I don't know if that helps, but it really does. The first time I saw him in it, I was like, yeah, this totally makes sense to me. He also in his Dodger uniform has a little bit of that like old time 1950s baseball player look. I don't know. It just, I really, I like it, but I agree with you. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is beautiful. And this is perfect. This makes sense to me. Yeah. And you know, I, I feel like the moment that Olsen went to the Braves, we we were just emotionally prepared for it. And, you know, we all knew Freeman was going to go to the Dodgers. We were like, okay, cool. Because Rizzo, of course, was staying with the Yankees. So we were like, well, what's the deal? And I even made the joke that Rizzo and uh, Freeman were going to uh, platoon at first base, which I thought people, a lot of people took way too seriously, which is fine because. Oh, on Twitter. Man, I don't believe it. I, I don't believe it. What? That's crazy. That was a dude who tweeted that like, it'd be funny. Right. But always, um, yeah, story of my life, story of our lives really. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it was just cool from that dynamic. And I like I, as much as people hate, like love to hate the Dodgers, I get weirded out when they don't make big moves like that or big signings like that because that's how the Dodgers are um and I think it'll bring some more wholesomeness to LA too and you know Mm -hmm. I feel like as far as like the Dodgers go because like the Freemans are just like all around good people and it's like the family vibe and I don't you know unless you really know about the Trey Turner the Trey Turners of the world or you know previously Jock Peterson you don't really think of like oh that's like the you know the cute family that lives there and everything like that I feel like the Freemans are going to kind of start that trend all over again Um, But yeah, I'm very glad I don't have to pitch to that, that lineup at all. And when you bring up Trey Turner, the thing with that move that I always felt was so genius was I think they knew that re-signing Corey Seager probably wasn't going to happen. Right. And they, in that move, gave themselves an insurance plan. As far as insurance plans go, it was pretty, pretty damn good insurance plan. Really good backup plan. If Trey Um, Turner was any sort of my backup plan, I'd be a very happy person right now. Yes, 100%. I would like him to hit a little bit more in the playoffs, but you know what? He'll get there. Yeah. He'll be fine. He'll yeah. get there. I just, this is what I tell myself about any players in any slump at any point. I'm like, he's going to get there, yeah. but totally like Cody Bellinger stand, which before we move on to other teams, this seems like an excellent time yeah. 
to introduce a segment that will be coming on every Friday on the Tracy Sandler show. A lot of you going to hate it. Some are you going to love it, but none are you going to be surprised by it. It's Cody corner time. Yes. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens. Take ownership of your health. So we are going to talk Cody Bellinger. So for those of you who don't know, because Jess, you obviously don't, Cody Bellinger uh, had a very injury riddled season. And if we're going to full circle this, he, after he had a shoulder injury uh, during the playoffs in 2020, after he and Kike Hernandez, you know, bumped shoulders after a home run. And that was kind of a disaster. So he had the shoulder injury. He had, so he had surgery, comes back, has a rest spring training, and then maybe a little bit starting to get his groove and then against the A's like in week one is running to first base. And would it be one Matt Olson that maybe accidentally broke Matt his Olson calf? Is in the house. He is a house. Yes. Okay. Yes. So yeah. then I think it was something happened with Cody's fibula. Yeah. Um, so that was like a thing. So he was out for a while. Then later it was a hamstring. The man had a lot of issues and he had a terrible batting average to the point I was at a game, a Giants uh, Dodgers game with a few friends. And my friend Steve turns me and says, um, Tracy, is the scoreboard broken or does that say that Cody Bellinger is hitting like 149? And I was like, sadly, the scoreboard is not broken. But the man came alive in the playoffs and he was a hero. Yes. Okay. So I think a lot of stuff like, great, he's back, whatever. Having a little bit of a rough go here in spring training. He's striking out. It's yes. really a tough spring training. And I'm going to pull up some uh, a stat for y'all. Um, as of a couple days ago, and I believe he did not play in today's spring training game, but as of a couple of days ago, through 10 games, he's been hitting not well. Um, he has a 17 to 1 strikeout to walk ratio. And um, let's just go ahead and say that I'm going to not say all the numbers out loud, but let's just go ahead and say that his batting average is in the mid to high 100s. Yes. So, Jessica Kleinschmidt. As I said at the beginning of the show, you oh, are. Oh gosh, she's my whole name. I feel like I'm getting in trouble right now. You're not. You're not in trouble. Just that we've turned. We've turned. Things have turned very serious here. Yeah. <laughs> as I said, as I said early in the show, terrified. <laughs> you should. Well, it's it's fair because I too am terrified for different reasons. You are a baseball analyst extraordinaire, and I want to know <laughs> just how worried should I be about my little belly? <laughs> I got to be honest. Do yeah. I just refer to as my little belly? It's totally Your little fine. belly. So if I hadn't known that he was once upon a long time ago, an NL MVP, I, I'd be, you know, if I was a new baseball fan, I'd be like, what's going on with this guy? Now, I know his potential. I genuinely know his potential. And, you know, I actually talked to him. Um, and I think that's when I noticed your fandom, because I had to talk to him before I, ha- I had the spring training last year. 
And he offered up how his shoulder was feeling. I, and I was supposed to talk to him about something else. And he was like, Hey, just want to let you know, like my shoulder is feeling good. And I was like, I mean, okay. (laughs) And so that's how I knew he was, you know, wanted people to know, like my shoulder feels good and all of that. And, you know, he made the joke recently, I'm getting all the strikeouts out of, of what it, out of my system, if you will. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've seen so many players as far as the Joey Votto's of the world, you know, I love me some, I love Joey Votto as much as you love belly. Mm -hmm. So spring training literally does not count. And I cannot stress that enough. And I think about this particular spring training, it was rushed, you know, and I, and I give them, give them the benefit of the doubt, but I also know that these guys are hired to do a job and we know what Cody Bellinger is capable of. If he genuinely is getting these strikeouts out of, out of the way, I will shut my damn mouth the moment the season starts, but it's tough being a, it's tough playing for a Dodgers team knowing that the fans are just going to come at you. I mean, like one little Dodger joke and I'm still hearing from Dodger fans about it. So I couldn't imagine not performing up to what my monetary value says and everything like that. You know, I mean, like maybe he's got that dad power. He just had a baby in the off season. Like maybe Mm -hmm. that'll help. I don't know, but he's got a lot of potential there. Um, If you want to say it's the yips, I don't know, but it's, I know the type of ball player Cody Bellinger is. And I know you do too. And he's just not showing that. Do you think this is going to break me to say it, but I actually think they would have done it last season if they hadn't had so many injuries. Cause I think there was a point it might've been good for him, but I don't know if it'd be good for him. So why don't I just come out and say it and then you can tell me your thoughts. Okay. Do you think they should send him to the minors for a little while? And did you notice that I said that like, much more quiet than anything I've else I've said. You know what? Yes, you did say that quietly. You know, I think of the Yasiel Puig scenario. He was sent to the minors to humble himself and mm-hmm. he killed it when he got back. You never know, right? And mm-hmm. for him, it could be an ego boost. The Dodgers, Triple A's and the PCL, which, you know, I hit 300 in the PCL. And I feel like maybe oh, that good was- for you. Awesome. I think, thank you very much. I show up and like, boom, you look at my baseball reference page and I'm hitting 300. And <laughs> And I feel like that could help him for sure. And it, and I think, you know, whatever, nobody's going to bash on him more than he's bashing on himself, you know? And I, like I told you, like, I have a lot of Dodger friends in my family and Dodger fans and my friend, my friend group and family, and they're saying the same thing. Like, we don't hate the Cody Bellingers of the world. We understand, like, everybody goes through slumps. Um, Matt, Matt Olson went through a few slumps and you look at him now he's making 168 million on eight years so those things happen but you know you do have that NL MVP attached to your resume and you know the rookie of the year conversations back in the day and I get it you know I think about the prospects too like Jerkson Profar was supposed to be this unbelievably he was an unbelievably touted prospect and he still has a job don't get me wrong he would come through clutch but there's no way in hell he could ever get up to what people put those standards at you know and Maybe one, I mean, I don't want to put this in the, in your mind, but how many times do we hear about those guys who just like were fantastic in the first three years and just kind of, you know, buzzed off and all of that. I don't think, I don't think that's going to happen with Cody, but you're right. We never really saw him like get the demotion that he might need. And that's a testament to how good the Dodgers are, right? They want him to be better. They believe in him, right? They wouldn't have mm-hmm. kept him on the team if they didn't. So from that perspective, but I think of the Yasiel Puig scenario and that worked out for him. I mean, it kind of did, but you know, what I mean? <laughs> in the context of, yeah, in the yeah. context, yes, yeah. I would say. Yeah. And I think, you know, last year, I I think they would have, they just, they ended up with so many injuries that I think yeah. every time maybe they were, and I don't say that as anybody with like a 
source. I mean, I'm not saying that from a source. I'm just saying from like a perspective of a, a student of the game, if you will, yeah. um, that so that I could feel like at a certain point. But then they had so many injuries and they just couldn't afford to do it. And then defensively, they needed him so badly because defensively, he's never really he's never wavered um, sure. and he's been a star uh, in my in my family and in my friend group, it is understood that there's to be no Bellinger slander. And you know what? Kind. I'm the same way. And I wish, you know, having spoken to him, because everybody like says like, oh, he's such a stoner. Like I, he was one of the most insightful, awesome interviews I've ever had out of anybody. So I unfortunately tend to be very non-biased to be like, well, he was really awesome. Like I loved him. I loved talking to him. And of course, all my baseball nerd friends like well I don't care if he was nice he's hitting 150 or sub you know a sub mm-hmm. eight ERA what have you and I'm like yeah but like you know like at the end of the day I don't slander on him either I probably could be way more harsh on him and but the reality is there we see the numbers what have you mm-hmm. but I I'm I'm a low-key stan Cody Bellinger account for sure my um dad was playing golf with a friend of his who said something about it. And my dad, this is how, so strong it is. My dad said to him, oh um, yeah, we don't, uh, Tracy said there's no Cody Bellinger slander. None. And he was like, but he's hitting 150. And my dad's like, yeah, it's not allowed. And and, my, and he said, she's not here. And my dad's like, I can't guarantee she won't hear about this. So sure. we're going to have to follow. There's no the Cody Bellinger slander. All the Cody Bellinger slander to Tracy. Yeah. We, there's to be there. Yeah. There's just to be, there's to be none of that. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I think, I think this was a really successful start to Cody Corner. I agree. I'm really I hope that the success of Cody Cody Corner translates to the success of Cody. Yes. I That's agree. what we're gonna see. We'll see if these two things go hand in hand. Uh and I'm very excited about that. Well, that wraps up Cody Corner. But before we wrap up this podcast, uh, we've talked a lot about some specific teams, but I am gonna put you on the spot because the season hasn't started yet, and this is a very unfair thing to do to you. Yes. However, I wanna ask you. First of all, what teams excite you? What in the AL, one of the NL that you think might be slightly under the radar? Under the radar, AL is my the Mariners, and I'm not not my Mariners, the Mariners. Okay. Um, now every year, Jerry Depoto, their GM, like he does interesting moves, but this year, and I watched him firsthand. The A's could not beat the Mariners no matter what they did. And they would, they beat the Astros a number of times, but could not beat the Mariners. They brought over Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez. And that was just, you know, obviously losing the other Seager. That was huge. Um, Not Mm -hmm. just a veteran presence, but I feel like Seager definitely had a very underappreciated third baseman glove. Mm -hmm. Um, But he brought like some more bats on there. Um, Taylor Trammell, then like Jared Kalenic's going to get a lot more looks out there. They're going to have a, a healthy Mitch Haniger, which I don't want to say out loud because when he's injured, you feel it. Um, but they gave, they gave the A's a run for their money. And like they made, like I said, some good additions. So that's a team that I'm really, really excited to see as far as that pans out. And I really don't think people should be sleeping on the Marlins either. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a hat tip to Kim Ang, um, you know, the GM extraordinaire. And she made a fabulous trade last year to bring Mar- um, Starling Marte onto the A's, bringing Jose, um, Jesus Lazardo over to the Marlins and you know I don't think they're going to out and win like a pennant by any means but I know they're going to be pissing off a lot of a lot of people and despite Derek Jeter's exit uh they're definitely they're bolstering bolstering themselves up a little bit and I think they're still um 
in contacts with some pretty big um, bats. I'm going to say Conforto was on their radar. And of course, Conforto hasn't been picked up yet, which is kind of bizarre. Um, But I think there was an injury that took place in January that had a lot of scouts Mm. and front offices nervous. But those are probably my two teams that you really need to pay attention to. So the Mariners and the Marlins, the M teams, basically. Yeah. And and the thing that sucks about it is I sometimes get them confused when I'm like talking about them or Mm -hmm. writing about them. So that either is easier now or more difficult. I don't really know. Well, time will tell. Yep. That's been my big new phrase, time will tell. But that's interesting. All right, so those are two to watch out for. And then I'm going to really put you on the spot. And who are the World Series teams? Oh, man. Okay. I hate this question so much. I knew, I knew that you would. And it's but an like, unfair question. It is an unfair question, but also it's always a joke. Like, who's going to ask it? To, I think you're the first person to ask me this so far. Oh, you're welcome. You're very yeah, welcome. Yeah, so thank you, but also how dare you? Because I made the joke, like, the day after the World Series is done in 2021, the day after somebody's going to be like, so what are you, who are your World Series picks for 2022? Okay, so I'm going to say, man... I really do like the Dodgers Woo-hoo. and I'm not just kissing up to you. Um, I, I, It'd be fine if you were, but yeah, <laughs> totally fine. And I, I want to say like an NL team that could be, or an AL team that could kind of be a ringer. I, you know, I really don't, obviously don't ever sleep on the Astros. You know what? Here we go. Dodgers, Blue Jays. Oh, okay. I like it. And actually, I'm, and I think there would be neck and neck with my AL versus NL team under the radar. But I don't think the AL, I don't think they're as under the radar as people might seem. Because I remember looking at the Blue Jays lineup, and I wasn't looking at it after they got Chapman because it was just too soon. But looking at it again, like with Vlad and George Springer, healthy George Springer, really strong starting rotation, daddy. Dodgers versus Blue Jays for sure. Fantastic. You guys heard it here first. Uh, when you hear this podcast, it will be April 1st, 2022. And Jessica says <laughs> Dodgers versus Blue Jays. And on April 1st, 2022, I have a cool announcement to make too. Yeah. So you guys make sure you are following Jessica today to find her now. So Jessica, tell them where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at KleinschmidtJD and Instagram, Jessica Kleinschmidt. So we will keep an eye out for the big announcement. Thank you for joining me today. This was really fun. It was really fun. Thanks, Tracy. Absolutely. You guys, if you like what you heard, and I know you did, please make sure to leave us a five-star review and follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. We are brought to you today by Bet Online, And with that, it's almost time for baseball. Bye, all Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.